0: Right. All right, here we are, here again, we are with again with the Home Field Advantage podcast. podcast This is Big Mo on the line and as always I have Action Jackson with me on this very dreary Monday afternoon in the uh in the state of Arkansas and particularly in the Arkansas It really, really yeah. is and, uh, particularly, particularly a a dark cloud. It's uh, I don't I don't, I mean, I don't on the it. one hand, you have to look at it and say, you know, what do we expect? I mean, I, I went back and and thought about it. You know, every year we get beat, we get out recruited at least by by Auburn, and and we sh- we really should because they they are a you know. They've won a national championship a lot more recently than we have. Uh, they and, and they are more of a top-tier program due to their, you know, they're in Alabama being the second-best football school in Alabama, um, being a big rival with, with the Crimson Tide. Uh, you know, I, I guess the problem is you could say the same thing about Florida, who we beat the week before. You could say the same thing about a lot of these teams. But – it was the way that we lost, and particularly uh, the way we lost after a historic win in Gainesville. Um, being down forty-one to three at home, I think that just—that's—that's. That's, uh, there's so many problems that lead to that result, just with a lack of a hard lack of. A, a, a almost lack of trying, it feels like, and not to mention just the utter lack of strategy or game plan, um, especially in a game where you come into the game knowing that it, it's almost like a tournament. You, you win and you stay alive for the bowl game. All we had to do was win that game. I say all we had to do, but obviously that was a tall task. But if we won that game, we're, we're a Florida international win, away from setting up a winner, you know, take all or at least for us, showdown with Missouri to make it to a bowl Then I think that's all the Arkansas fans wanted at this point of the year was we wanted something to look forward to. We wanted to have five wins going into that Missouri game battle line rivalry and if we lost that game against Missouri, we can swallow that because guess what? Season's over. We don't have to think about it anymore. Season's over. It's, it's, you know, put it to bed, move on to, by that point, it's, it's all, almost December, move on to basketball, go on with our life. We had our chance. We were, we were you know, played our best against Missouri, didn't get done. Yeah. But the problem is when you lose this game at Auburn, now you've got two weeks of absolute nothing to play for. We're not going to a bowl. Right. The, the, the battle line rivalry, I mean, yeah, it's, it's for the trophy, and we'd love to beat them. But, you know, there, there's really, it's, it's, it's so hollow now after, um, after, after losing this game to Auburn. Not to mention, that to me, there's not much hope in beating Missouri, who's ranked in the top 15, after, uh, after what I just saw on the field on Saturday.
1: Football season, as far as I'm concerned, is over. I mean yeah. you're gonna play two meaningless football games and get ready for the off season. And yep. uh and I'm, I'm just so glad that basketball season is here to, to keep the, the joy in our spirits because uh, the football team is not doing it.
0: It's not. It's not. So I uh, I think you mentioned before the before we got on here, Jackson, that, that there's really no positive to take from this game. So I, I'm not going to try to pick out an offensive player of the game for a team that just got utterly crushed um, because there, there is no accolades to be given out for this type of
1: game. This, this,
0: is, this is a complete failure.
1: Entire game, they use three quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah. That, that- It's over, it's over with, it. yeah. It's done. I mean, and we can move
0: on. Yeah. And, and what what hurts about it is I do feel like we, our expectations going into this season were realistic, that we were going to be at least as good as we were last year. I mean, we were talking about, I think, I felt like seven wins this season was conservative. I felt like if, if the over-under was seven – I felt like we would go over that. I, I was expecting to get eight wins. I was expecting to go about eight and four this year. And after seeing the team play and and watching the other teams play, I feel like, given the talent on our team, that was still pretty realistic. That that the the complete that the failure here was a failure of, of coaching. It was a failure of coaching. It was a failure of preparation. It was a failure of motivation. It was a failure of training. Um, I don't think that Arkansas – because, again, we beat Florida in the swamp. We just about beat Alabama. Alabama, who is may make the playoff this year and may still win the national championship, number eight in the country. We went into Tuscaloosa, and we only lost by three points. And we had a drive at the end of that game that if we go the distance or even set up Cam Little for an overtime-forcing field goal um, – that we could have won that game in Tuscaloosa Uh, definitely could have won the game in Baton Rouge same thing lost by a a, a lost by one score in in Baton Rouge and these are very good football teams so I I've seen our football team play and I know that we can we can match up with the best teams in the country so to see the result of this year uh, there's To me, it, it's not the fact that we had a bad result because obviously we've had a lot of losing seasons in the past seven, eight, you know, really 13 years. Right. So that, it's not that. It's that this shouldn't have been one of them. That's why this season stings so much. That is. Like- Well, from my perspective, and again, I'm I'm with you. I'm probably even more on the slower side to to fire coaches and uh, call coaches out. Um, I think we we'll, I think we have a choice here. I think this is the choice that we're facing. Number one, we can accept who we are right now, and we can be okay with that. We can be okay with that, and uh, that's not off the table because when you when you're, when you're evaluating Sam, you have to remember that Sam Pittman has more wins. He's not even done with three full years, okay? He has more wins in those three full years than we had in the previous five years combined, okay? So he's, he's won 19 football games. In the previous five years, we won 18 football games and we won seven SEC games. Sam Pittman has beaten both of those totals without this season even being over. He's won 19 football games total, and he's won eight SEC games. So he's indisputably the best coach that we've had. I I don't don't think there's any doubt in my mind he's better than level was. He's the best coach that we've had on paper, most successful since Bobby McTain. He's the best coach that we've had know, in, in any of the 2010s, and so we could either accept where we are and say, you know what, we're going to have some down years, we're going to have some down years, hopefully we'll have some up years, but, you know, this, this coach here has been shown that he can have some success, and um, we're, we're going we're to ride out with you, basically, we could do that, or we could we could say, you know what? Of a program as far as revenue and followership and fans and, and it's like Sam says at the press conference, the state of Arkansas deserves better. So, you know, don't don't take you know, critics word for it. Take Sam Putin's word for it. What he'll do is not good enough. And we can say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna keep hiring firing coaches until we land on Eric Musselman. Until we land on a. Van Horn. And that's what gives me, that's what kind of pushes me to the side of we need to move on, is because we got Eric Musselman. Because Eric Musselman was your lateral hire. And, you know, he, he was a coach who, coming in with his with his resume, didn't seem any more likely to succeed than a, a Pelfrey or a uh, Mike Anderson. Uh, He seemed like kind of the same mold as those coaches, and he's been spectacularly successful, spectacularly successful. And so that's the thing that that makes me um, somewhat uh, lean towards the side of of, of moving on from segment is the fact that uh, we just have too too many resources to accept where we are. thing out strategically, you know, for, first of all, I don't think it's, going back to the, to the country situation, I don't think it's acceptable where we are. I, I'm not the type who's who, who just going to uh, agree to that and accept, you know, we're going to be a low L500 manager like team with the type of, uh, you know, pride we have in the state in our football program, or all aspects of our sports. Um, but strategically, Think about this. You know, of course, you you brought up on this podcast several times about uh, Pittman's contract, where he can be he, he can't be fired for cause if he's won more than five hundred, uh, more than fifty percent of games. Well, if you let him continue to coach on into next year, to me that puts a lot of pressure on Sam. Let's say that he ends up losing both. Or let's say let's say he beats Florida International, but he loses to uh, Missouri. And I think, I think he, uh, he ends up going to over 5 over 500 at that point? Right. Yeah, you know, that's, that's correct. You know, he was supposed to be, okay, low, so... Okay. So that would mean that the, the next year, he would be, uh, basically required to have a six and six season. In order, in order to You see, you, you, the, the wins would be front loaded because the schedule is easier on front but he would be, be required to make a bowl next year or else he would be fired for college and I, I, I kind of like that because it, it gives him some motivation I'll be honest with what we did this year and losing KJ and losing Rocket Sanders I'll, I'll probably take 6-6 six and six next year I, I would like to see so I would like I'd like to see some development of players some new players brought in some rebuilding of the program and six and six and as you said west next year would we'll be especially with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma I think mean, that would be that would be good season I would be happy with that. that would that would be expectations so and again we're not expecting next year to be you know I don't we'll see a whole lot coming back from this team but the best players we have. The rest of the players have played poorly in the Leagues. So why bring in a new coach at this point when you're really just setting up that new coach for failure next year? shows how little other schools think of us at this point is that even when their coach beats us five or six years, uh, he still gets fired, which is, uh, yeah, and the same thing with Mississippi State. Mississippi State let their coach down, I and mean, let their coach go two weeks after he came into Fayetteville and beat us in Fayetteville with a backup quarterback, with a backup quarterback, and now he's been fired, so uh, these other schools have quick triggers, and um, I don't know if that's to their advantage. I don't know if Texas a and is going to find a better coach yeah. than um, than Jimbo Fisher. And, 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 and by the way, Bobby Petrino is not taking over to coach there. Uh, they're uh, uh, elevating uh, special teams quarterbacks coach, some some lower not even a coordinator. Game. Again, and in Arkansas, he does on our own field. It's been about forty-one. That's how Jimbo Fisher went out. Like forty-one points. So I just want to say how, how ridiculous it is that, that I mean the fans and and it's gotten out of control. Mathematically, only so many teams can win. Somebody's got to lose the game. Somebody E vale. Sam coach next year, and I want to add that I think Hunter Yuricek, the only way that Sam gets fired, and I do see a, a, a high possibility to that happening, obviously, um, but it's because Hunter Yuricek has too much pressure. I'm not sure if you watch We're certainly, I'm certainly not off the court. your are game everything, and I don't yes, know they're what they're else I'm because I love our basketball right? and our baseball programs. We look forward to that every year, and, and we're gonna all be. All programs are really, really yeah. Yeah. So why don't we give him a chance to let to let Sam have another year yeah. at Arkansas, and you know what? Year he'll exceed expectations, or if he doesn't exceed expectations and he doesn't make a goal next year, then we're, you know it's going to be a lot cheaper to buy him out. Number one, but number two, he'll basically force our hand, and and we'll have to go another direction. But we also show that we gave him another chance. You know, when you have two good seasons like he did his first two years, that's end. Like and so, I would just point out, I do think it happening, that Sam stays, i will frankly talking this out, I would like that to happen, I think that's a smarter thing. But I'm also not against keeping the eye out, but like you said, if there is that strong candidate out there, a real strong candidate who you just basically can't turn down, um, I, I would understand that too. I don't see any coach coming I agree. I agree. And, and uh, uh, well, well, I guess probably we need to move on to uh, some other other college football action because, like you said, this season's over. It's just a matter of, of how we want to prepare ourselves for next year. And uh, but you know, college football's not over. We still have uh, quite a bit of uh, uncertainty still as far as the the, the football playoff goes, and uh, we got nine teams that could still be end up in the playoff got kind of whittle yeah. those down so, so and,
1: um you know and, and some of the games you know uh, I mean I don't even know if I need to predict games anymore because this year has just not been very well for me uh you know even the uh, Penn State <laughs> you know you know my my, my favorite to win the big Ten,
0: uh-huh. they they found a way to lose. And, yeah. And yeah. With that, and with their coach, without their coach,
1: Michigan's like, okay, you know, y'all caught us red-handed, but we're just gonna keep winning. Who's gonna stop us? I mean, you can't stop us at this point, and That's what they did, and I was just, I was really disappointed in, uh, in the way that one turned out. And uh, what what stuck out to you though?
0: Well, I did watch that game particularly closely, and I mean, I tell you that Michigan defense was was really dominant it was really dominant Penn State just couldn't get anything going and you know I was hoping for the dream scenario of a Penn State upset to throw the Big Ten into just utter chaos but we don't have that now I mean now we still have a chance for chaos don't get me wrong and our chance for chaos lies in this okay and that lies and frankly we might have a better chance of chaos but it's going to be Michigan against Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State goes to Michigan, so let's 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 play out this scenario. Obviously, Ohio State is still number one in the country in the uh, in the in the football rankings. Right. Uh, that came out, um, and, and Michigan is is number three. I th- I think I was I was confused last week with the, with the poll I was looking at. That was not the official rankings. So Ohio State it remains number one. Michigan remains number three. But let's say that Michigan, let's say Ohio State beats Michigan in Michigan, uh, yeah, in Michigan, okay, to remain number one. Then they play the Big Ten Championship. Guess who it's going to be? It's going to be Ohio State against Michigan again, assuming that they don't lose this coming week, which they shouldn't, okay? Ohio State and Michigan rematch. It's going to be Ohio State and Michigan two games back-to-back. That's what we're going to have. And let's say that the opposite happens, right? Now, this time, uh, Michigan beats Ohio State in the championship. So you have an Ohio State win, you have a Michigan win. Both teams have one loss. Right. Do, do both teams automatically make the playoff? Over, you know, again, we're counting Georgia in if they run the table. Um, Now, what happens if Alabama comes up and beats Georgia? in the SEC championship.
1: It's gonna get very interesting.
0: Could get very interesting. And then of course we got Washington. If Washington runs the table in the Pac twelve, I don't see how you keep Washington out with the strength. I mean that would to me would be one of the bigger travesties in college football is if the Washington Huskies went undefeated, won the Pac twelve championship, you have a 13-0 Washington Husky team. And then they were held out of the college playoff. That would well,
1: be And here's the thing, you know, to kind of put that scenario to rest a little bit with us is if Washington's undefeated they're in. I mean I just think I think they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And which means that uh, Ohio <laughs> State, you know, considering Ohio State takes care of business, but if they're one losses to Michigan, you know, how do you keep Michigan out? Or how do you keep Ohio State out? So yeah. Somebody, this is the year that somebody is actually going to be left out of the playoffs. That, that definitely deserved to play in it.
0: Well, we don't know that yet. We, I mean, we got a lot of football left foresee, to play.
1: That's what I foresee coming, though. I'm, I'm just it's, a, it's several weeks out, but I foresee that coming. That is left out has the legitimate argument that they should have been in. And I, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, and then of course we got Florida State. Florida State, if they run the table. Florida State's right there. So, again, if you have these top five teams here, continue to win, and then you have what I'm talking about where Ohio State beats Michigan, but then Michigan beats Ohio State. I think you're you're left in a tough position, assuming that, again, Washington, Florida State, and Georgia went out. That you're left in a a really tough position of you have to choose one of Michigan State or Ohio State to go to the playoff and and they just traded they just traded wins and losses.
1: Yeah, and if they you know if they if they trade the wins, you know if, if Ohio State beats Michigan, then Michigan beats Ohio State. You know, obviously Michigan's got you know uh, an argument, but I, I would think it would go to. The one that won the championship, the, the most recent win. Uh, you know, if, if your scenario plays out, they beat Michigan, then Michigan beats Ohio State for the Big Ten championship. I think the one lost champion goes and the other one is left out of the playoff.
0: So you would say, even if Ohio State, I would say it would go to the team that won at the other team's field at the more difficult venue because Michigan would have won in that scenario. At a neutral site, while Ohio State would have gone in to the big house and won, so I would I would lean towards Ohio State.
1: That's a good argument too. Please.
0: And not to mention, Ohio State has started off ranked higher. Ohio State is currently perched at number one. Right. So. But uh, like uh, you know,
1: like we said a couple of weeks ago, you know these scenarios are all. I, I think it's all going to come out in the wash. Well. well but Washington, I think, is the one team that's sitting there like, hey, we go undefeated if we're in. And I think the same with Georgia. They go undefeated there again.
0: Yeah, Georgia's in if they go undefeated.
1: Those Washington,
0: I'm, I'm actually – I'm a little worried that Washington could get left out over – now, they're not going to get left out over Oregon. Um, but uh, let's be honest. I, I honestly do not think Washington can, can seal the deal. They've got three more games that they have to win. First, got to go to Oregon State. That's going to be tough. That's, that's going to flat out be tough. Now, Oregon State is number 12 in the country. you got to go on the road. It's going to be a tough win. Then they got to play Washington, arch-rival Washington State at home for the last time that we know of because they're leaving the conference. That's going to be brutal. Remember, Washington State all year has been ranked, but just not right now. And then they got to play the Pac-12 championship game against probably Oregon and beat Oregon on a neutral site for a second time. I, I just don't see that happening. I don't see it happening. If it did happen, I think you have to let Washington in. If they got left out under those circumstances, it would be just terrible. But um, I don't. Like you said, you just said the gauntlet that they have to go
1: through, but if they do that unscathed with no loss, they, they, they have to, I mean, to me, they have to be in, you know. So I, so uh, other let's. scenarios break down. I mean, the other well, scenarios well, are going to have to play out in their favor too.
0: Let, let's, let's say this scenario, and I would like this one. Let's say Michigan wins at home against Ohio State, okay? Mm-hmm. But then they go to the. The championship game, neutral site, and Ohio State wins. Let's say Washington manages to win out, Florida State wins out, and Georgia wins out, okay? In that scenario, what do you do? What do you do? What what do you, uh, you know, that's a tough one. I think you have to leave out either Ohio State or Michigan. In that case, I'd probably leave out Michigan.
1: Probably you probably side with the one like you said that one on the other one still, but at the same time, then you're leaving out one of the big conferences, one loss champion. You know, you're you're leaving out a team that won their that won their conference with mm-hmm. one loss. And, okay. But the one the team that that beat them is going to have an argument. Hey, we beat those guys. We should be. In. You know, so wow. that would be. You know, I, I can see an argument where you would take Ohio State the three with the three undefeated teams. Because, you know, let's let's not forget, you know, if there's a, if, if Florida State's sitting they're undefeated, they're the ACC champs, they're in. If Georgia's undefeated, they're the S D C champs, they're in, as well as Washington. And then you would have to decide between the other two teams which you know, I, I think the one lost Big Ten champion would actually get left out because their their losses to the other team. So Yeah, uh,
0: that's, And that's, I think you know, as as we alluded uh, Florida State did finish off Miami this week at home, right. uh, scored twenty-seven to twenty. It was a close game, but Florida
1: State,
0: as they have all year, they once again pulled it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And court-
1: and I think if there's another, if there's a team that's sitting there undefeated that that can really say they've been tested, it's Florida State, because you know Washington. I mean, Washington has been in a couple of close games, but a lot of their games haven't even been competitive. Florida
0: State has been tested, but they have not played the second-best team in their conference, and that's Louisville. And they're looking they, – they, mo- they will get a chance for sure in the uh, in the championship game. But let's – I want to diagram for our, our listeners a, a utter chaos scenario that I think is maybe the most likely thing to happen in everything here. Let's look, let's look at this chaos scenario. Let's look at Ohio State and Michigan trade wins, okay, one or the other. Let's say Michigan wins at home, Ohio State wins the Big Ten championship. They end up with one loss, okay? Alabama continues to win. They, they win this week, and then they take care of Auburn, last game of the year. And Georgia, of course, wins out. They meet in the championship 12 and 0 Georgia against 11 and 1 Alabama and Nick Saban and the Tide find a way to edge out the Bulldogs which I think is a I mean with the way Alabama's been accelerating is definitely a high possibility and they both end up 11 and 1 Texas finds a way to win out and I'm not sure who Texas will be? I'm not sure if Texas will be facing Oklahoma in the Big 12. Let's let's check this Big 12 standings and see who. Okay, right now the team who's in the driver's seat, as far as I can tell, for the Big 12 championship berth, it looks like Oklahoma State because they have the tiebreaker over Oklahoma. Now Kansas. State, they had the tiebreaker over Kansas State. But, believe it or not, Jackson, they lost to Iowa State. And don't look now, but the Iowa State Cyclones are 5-2. and two. There are four teams with a 5-2 and two record conference in the Big 12. Iowa State's one of them. Yeah. And it's a complicated tiebreaker scenario because Iowa State – Lost to Oklahoma, who's five and two. But they beat Oklahoma State, who's five and two, and they still have to play Kansas. I think that'll probably take care of itself this weekend though, because they play Texas at home. So let me just go ahead and throw that out for you, Jackson, before I assume anything. Who's who who you got to win that game? Number seven Texas goes to Iowa State. Well, I mean, I would
1: have to go with you know, obviously, because of my favoritism towards the Cyclones, <laughs> and and Texas is you know Texas is really uh, you know they kind of slip through on some of these games and make no mistake that Iowa State crowd is going to be rowdy. And uh, let me just go ahead and I, I'm just going to go ahead and say that that's a, a big upset for the Cyclones, and they, they uh.
0: Is your upset special this week?
1: Yeah, they they're going to end any hopes of the Longhorns uh, making the making the playoff. It's, you know, they,
0: they put a dagger in that you know, this week all right now let oh, me just yeah. game plan let me just game plan I'm, I'm try again I'm trying to come up with the with the complete chaos scenario in that scenario the longhorns beat the cyclones okay so let's okay. just let's just say that they do that and okay. you know, I'm not hoping that, I'm hoping that you know that, that I'm not rooting against you here but let's just say that they beat the cyclones they take care of Texas Tech Uh in their last game at home and they go into the big 12 championship. I think in that scenario, Iowa State gets knocked out because they have three losses. Let's roll over here and let's look at see who Oklahoma State still has on the schedule.
1: after they just got absolutely annihilated by UCF over the weekend. I mean, just... Yeah, 45
0: to 3. So here's who they got left on the schedule, Jackson. The Oklahoma State Cowboys play at Houston this not week. Not an easy win. Not an easy win, but, I mean, after you after you just beat a game. Oklahoma. A game,
1: they, a game they should win, but not, a, not an easy win.
0: By any I mean, they, they've got wins over Kansas State, wins over Kansas, and wins over Oklahoma on the schedule. Interestingly, Oklahoma State didn't have to play Texas this year, yep. which is... I guess part of the unfairness of scheduling, um, but they they play at Houston. Let's say that Oklahoma State, they they have a fire lit under them by UCF, and, and they get a win against Houston. They finish up at home against BYU. Again, a, a game that I believe they'll be favored in. BYU's two and five in conference. Houston's two and five in conference. Got to win both those games, right? Got to.
1: Win.
0: If Texas beats Iowa State. And Oklahoma State wins their last two games. Oklahoma State is in the Big 12 championship. We have Longhorns against Cowboys in the Big 12 championship, okay? And let's say that the Longhorns, they win their last two, they face Oklahoma State, and lo and behold, they, they wax the team that got beat 45-3 to by UCF this weekend, the Cowboys, to no one's surprise. Wax them. Okay, Texas finishes with an eleven and one record and a win over Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve Championship. So we got. So now we've got an eleven and one Alabama. We've got an eleven and one Georgia. We've got an eleven and one Michigan. We have an eleven and one Ohio State. We have an eleven and one Texas. And let's say that that both. Uh, Washington and Oregon went out, they meet in the Pac-12 championship, and this time on a neutral site, Oregon comes out on top. Now we have an 11-1 Oregon, we have an 11-1 Washington, and let's just say for, for thrill's sake that Florida State runs the table, and they go 12-0. and They're the only undefeated team out there. Florida State is, I'm sorry, 13-0, and and then we have six teams... The Texas Longhorns, the Georgia Bulldogs, the, Atlanta- the Alabama Crimson Tide, Michigan Wolverines, Ohio State Buckeyes—excuse me, seven teams, the Oregon Ducks, and the Washington Huskies—seven teams sitting below them at eleven and one. Who gets into the playoff, Jackson? That's 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 the utter chaos scenario that I want to see happen.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I, I like that. Well, obviously, obviously Florida State. in. you know, you gave us a scenario that you know Texas, Texas won out. They're eleven and one. They won the Big okay. I would put the Longhorns in the playoff. Uh, you would
0: put the Longhorns in the playoff. The team who clearly had the easiest conference in my mind. They had to only beat Oklahoma State, who, oh, yeah. as we know, is <laughs> probably probably should not even be
1: ranked after so especially this past. And this is why I would put a win okay. because Alabama just sealed their destiny by beating Georgia in the SEC championship game, Nick Saban's back in, But you can't put Alabama in without putting Texas in because Texas beat Alabama. So Alabama gets the third spot for me. Alabama, wait,
0: Alabama gets the third spot because they beat Georgia?
1: They beat Georgia. They're the one-loss SEC champion. The, the three-time defending champs get left out with their one loss. Uh, everybody's mad about it, but that's just how it, it breaks down for Axe Jackson. And then, uh, even though Washington had, had been undefeated, now they slip up against Oregon. Oregon beats them this time. I would give the Ducks the nod for that fourth spot. So I would have Florida State... So you're going
0: to leave Ohio State and Michigan out after they both traded both wins? Now.
1: I'm leaving both of them out. Absolutely.
0: See, this is what I love. This is what I would love about this <laughs> scenario. Because to me... That that what you do? You, I mean, I could not disagree more. I could I, I could see just a, a, a strong. I would think it's more likely that both Michigan and Ohio State get in. You're leaving both of them out. That's what I love. Is that you can have two reasonable minds that see things completely differently. And I think if that was to happen, this season would be the poster child for why we need eighteen playoff. Because an eight-team playoff would solve all that. You'd have all eight teams in there. That's
1: why they're going to 12. That scenario right there is why they're going to 12 teams. Yeah. That's, it. That's why they're not even going to eight. They're skipping all the way over eight. They're going from four to 12. Like, Let me
0: tell you, the idea that a 12-1 and Georgia team, which loses, a, let's say, a close game at a neutral site to Alabama, that Georgia would get left out of the playoff after winning two national championships the previous year, man, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. That's, that's, that's a tough pill. I mean, I, I can definitely see Florida State running the table and getting in. I, I feel like right now the best bet for making the college football playoff is Florida State. I feel like that's your best bet.
1: Scramble, not the scramble up your your scenario that I know is coming, but the most logical thing that's going to happen, I think your Final Four <laughs> will be Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, and and Washington. I think is going to be your four teams: Florida State, Washington, Ohio State, and Georgia. I think is how it's actually going to play out. But the chaos scenario, I mean, you you heard you heard it: Michigan State. Michigan and Ohio State both get left out in
0: that chaos scenario. I mean, I really think what's going to happen, and it's it's inevitable, and it, it really hurts me because the Pac-10 has been so strong this year. But I know what's going to happen. I just really feel it in my bones that Oregon's going to win out, and Washington is going to win out, and you're going to have a 12 and 0 Washington face off against an 11 and 1 Oregon, and Oregon is going to win this time. And it's going to both going to be 12 and one. And the result is neither one of them are going to make the playoff. And that's going to be totally justifiable. People are going to say, you know what? They should have won that game. And, and it's so hard because I mean, Washington has played such a brutal schedule. Just, I, you know, I hate going on a stump for the Washington Huskies here, but they, they have played such a brutal schedule this season. They, uh, you know, played at Arizona, who's now ranked, beat Arizona. They played Oregon. They beat Oregon. They played at USC, number 20 in the country, beat USC. They played Utah last week, beat Utah. And then if they were to go at number 12, Oregon State, beat them too. I mean, the ranked wins are just, they're piling up, man, you know. And you're saying if that, that team loses to number six team in the country at a neutral site and they don't get in the playoff, uh, to me, I think that's almost unavoidable. But yeah. it's a, still a travesty.
1: So uh, if they go undefeated, uh, you're probably looking at Michael Pinches Jr. as your Heisman Trophy winner uh, as well. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, let's get a few games here on a uh, few predictions before we have to.
1: Absolutely. Log off. As, as um, terrible as I've been at this, yeah, let's keep doing it. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I mean, I, the truth is I, there's really no games out there that are consequential at this point. Uh, well, there's only one, and that's one I, I threw out. There's two. Well, one of them we mentioned, which is Texas-Ohio State, and the other one is Washington-Oregon and Oregon State. Every other game is basically not even worth.
1: And and I you know I picked Iowa State in the upset because of my infatuation with the Cyclones and and their head their lead man being being my hire for yeah. the next Arkansas head coach. I mean I don't. I need know.
0: I need two predictions from you, Jackson. I need.
1: I, I like I like Iowa State over Texas, and I'm I'm, I'm pulling for Washington to beat Oregon State.
0: So you think you think how he's he's going to come to Arkansas to lose when he's. Uh, a win away from making the Big 12 championship. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My front well, hey, that's so that's, I, that's I, what you know.
1: I'm a big Matt Campbell fan. I, I just I've always been a fan of his, and and I and I love what he's done at Iowa State, and, and I think he would be good for Arkansas. And but again, yeah. you know, we've heard I can I'm not disputing
0: that. That, that. Sam Pittman is probably but would Arkansas be good for him next
1: year? We don't we won't know unless we hire. him.
0: So. Well, no. Well, hey, hey, we, we, he has to accept. All right. It's not like yeah. we can call him up and say, Matt Campbell, you've been drafted into the the Arkansas by the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, please report at eight eight a.m. on on Monday. No, he's got he got to accept. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I think we're at
0: a point where we. I don't think we could get the Iowa State coach. Well,
1: I mean, we we might not be able to. Which you know, you laid out the scenario that Sam Pittman's going to be the coach next year. Uh, which, I mean, which made total sense to me.
0: And, I hope so. I don't think that's – I think that's unlikely to happen, that he's still but the coach before, next year. But you know, before,
1: we, before we close down for today, I do want to say is the basketball season is here, folks. And, you know, we, we do have a, a, a very good uh, – what seemingly is going to be a very good basketball team. So if you get a chance to watch them or listen to them, uh, they
0: tip off tonight at 7 uh, against Old Dominion. So, uh, Old Dominion. Well, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat for that one. Definitely try to uh, try to go to three and Uh Do
1: do what the uh, football team wasn't able to do. Let's uh-huh. go get win number three and be three and and0 uh, And it's always a pleasure. I just, I,
0: just, I just, until we get some turn a big big name action or tournament action in November. I just I can't Thomas, I can't get into basketball.
1: Thomas, in, I'm sorry. The battle for Atlanta it starts with the game between Arkansas and Stanford. So I will definitely okay. Ask everybody. Hey, that'll be
0: the first time that I get excited and I start discussing that.
1: Exactly. But uh, <laughs> man, I just—it's it, always great to be here for everybody. And if you're not listening, uh, get started now. And uh, I just—it's always a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to it every week. And I—I uh, just leave with my trademark. Amen. All right. All right. Amen. Hey, amen.